You're listening to Diplomatic Dispatch, brought to you by Idea Farm Malaysia. Get updates on our upcoming episodes and programs via our website at www.ideafar.gov.my or follow us on our social media at Idea Malaysia. Good day to all listeners. Welcome to this episode of Diplomatic Dispatch Podcast on the media visit to Lebanon. Aside from times of crisis, the media too plays a big role during peace operations. As it acts as a medium to communicate information to the public, the involvement of media, military and peace operations are aimed to develop a better understanding of the situation at hand. For this episode, let us hear some sharings from two of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs officers, Mr. Muhammad Nur Anwar Nordin, the Assistant Secretary for Communications and Public Diplomacy, and Mrs. Nurbaiti Bakhtir, Information Officer also from the same division. Both officers had a chance to conduct a media visit to Lebanon from 27th October to 4th November last year to do a media coverage of the Malaysian peacekeepers, Malaysian Battalion Malbat, contingent in the United Nations Interim Force in Lebanon. Welcome Mr. Anwar and Mrs. Nurbaiti to our diplomatic dispatch. To start off our question, Mr. Anwar, could you share with our listeners the background and purpose of this media visit to Lebanon? How were you involved in this mission? I am very thankful uh, to be invited to this program. And me personally, I also listen sometimes to Diplomatic uh, Dispatch. And I think it's a very good platform uh, for us to share insights and experience on so many topics and issues, including, uh, of course, our experience in uh, Lebanon uh, last year. Uh, I think I can start with uh, saying that the idea was firstly mooted by uh, Ambassador Azri Mayakob, uh, our ambassador to Lebanon, who happens to be our former SUB for BKDA. And as you are aware, the name Malaysian Battalion or Malbat has become a, like a household name. Malbat belongs to a Malaysian Battalion team and they have been in Lebanon for quite uh, some time, I think since early 2000, if I'm not mistaken, 2007. And we can see by our eyes there that their presence in Lebanon is very significant. And of course, it is under the United Nations or UN uh, mandate. And it is an honor and privilege for both of us and for me personally to see them, uh, their daily operations, their engagement with the community. And that is the reason why it is important uh, for us to tell these uh, great stories to public. Uh, and of course, uh, we have uh, some objectives and I have outlined uh, three objectives of the uh, presence of media, uh, TV Tiga, uh, two programs, uh, Majalah Tiga and Nona. Uh, number one, uh, of course, uh, to show and explain to public about the operations and daily activities of Malbat. In this case, Malbat 8509. Nine is the specific, uh, I mean, specific group for that particular year. Uh, and also to share with the public their engagements with the local community. And that's very important. Number two, uh, this is uh, regarding the predicaments uh, of the Syrian and Palestinian refugees. And this is 
uh, this happening in Beirut. I mean, we took three days of shooting in Kemaraka, the southern part of Lebanon. And then the, re- the remaining of the days, uh, we spent it in uh, Beirut, the capital. And number three, of course, this is pertaining to the bilateral relations uh, between Malaysia and uh, Lebanon. Of course, to show to the Malaysian people the beauty of the country, the vibrancy of the country, as well as the hopes and also the positive outlooks uh, that lies ahead. And we need to assist uh, two teams uh, from TV Tiga, uh, from Nona and from Majalah Tiga. And I'm taking care of Majalah Tiga and Ponorbaiti is taking care of uh, uh, Nona. And we sep- separated into different places. And this uh, is a very remarkable moment for us because we've never been to uh, Lebanon before and more so to the southern part of uh, Lebanon, very near to the conflict area, which is uh, at the vicinity or between the border of um, Lebanon and Israel itself. So we also had the opportunity and privilege to live inside the Marakah camp, which is uh, a military camp. Uh, for me, I've never been to any military camp. I never stay at any military camp before, even in Malaysia. And I think it's a very wonderful experience, especially for a civilian like me to uh, to be there and to feel by ourselves the experiences. And I'm telling you, there is a lot of uh, wonderful stories from them. And I can say that the Malaysian battalion members, the the military personnel, they're also very happy to see the team from TV Tiger and they are very excited. So I think it's a very good exposure for media and also it's a very wonderful experience. Mrs. Nurbaiti, tell us about your initial observation when you reach Lebanon. In your opinion, what are the challenges faced by our media team to do coverage of the Malaysian peacekeeping mission? We reached Lebanon uh, midnight uh, and uh, we were drove to Marakah camp and uh, the journey took about two hours and um, where we will be spending about three and a half day in Marakah camp. And the country is very beautiful uh, and I am so proud to see Malaysian flag in a foreign land. Uh, well, about the challenges, actually it was a well-planned uh, shooting or recording for Majalah Tiga and Nona, assisted by us, me, uh, Mr. Anwar and I. And um, actually, uh, we were assisted by Captain Kumuta, uh, a PR officer from Malbat. And it is a well-planned. Uh, just uh, we have to be aware uh, of the limitation in terms of the coverage. What are the things and uh, that we are allowed to or we can share to the public, especially in the mass media? I am aware that you and Mrs. Nobaiti were able to meet some local reporters there. And I was wondering if the media in Lebanon gives positive coverage towards our Malaysian contingent in Lebanon. Does the local or international media contribute to developing a good relationship between the military and the community there? Generally, uh, I would say that uh, our Malbat team was uh, very well accepted, uh, especially by the local media. 
And of course, uh, they have been there for quite some time, more than 20 years already. So I believe that uh, the Malaysian Malbat team is like a household name also in, in Lebanon, especially in the southern part. And they are aware of our assistance. They are aware of the engagement between the Malbat team and the local community in many aspects, uh, including health, uh, education, and it is very well uh, depicted in, in media in uh, Lebanon. And for us to see that, I'm telling you, uh, it's one of the proudest moments uh, in our lives uh, to see uh, that our Malbat team is warmly accepted by the people and by the media people as well. And it's a positive coverage and also it helps uh, positive uh, contribution to enhance the bilateral relations between Malaysia and uh, Lebanon, if you ask me from the bilateral point of view. So I think everything about the participation, there is uh, perhaps nothing negative about the participation of our Malaysian team. And we bring the Malaysian flag very high and they are aware of our presence. They are happy with our presence. And they also are very proud uh, of our presence as a Muslim country, helping them as a predominantly Muslim country as well. I'm glad to hear the positive feedback from them. Nurbaiti, what would be your key takeaway from this mission? What happens after you have come home? Were you expected to work on a project related to the mission? Among the key takeaways, uh, for any visit, or project, the goal and expected outcome must be very clear. As for this one, uh, this visit was very clear to highlight our contribution to peacekeeping. Uh, this is aligned with um, with uh, Malaysia as a member of the UN uh, to fully uh, committed to multilateralism in advancing global peace, security and prosperity. And... Um, this is to uh, Malaysia's record in peacekeeping operation under the UN. It's a testimonial of uh, its dedication in carry out, carrying out this mandate. Uh, so uh, the second one is to inform of the real situation in Lebanon to Malaysian's audience. And um, the expected outcome is to have more awareness or to increase awareness and sense of pride uh, for our role in peacekeeping. Uh, and for audience to understand the real situation in Lebanon and to get them to assist and contribute to those in need. Um, the, the Lebanon experience underscored the importance of uh, multi-agency cooperation, for example, MINDEF, BKDA, ATM, uh, our mission in uh, Beirut, and also Media Prima. And we can... A safe cost for such a high-profile project by pooling resources, but uh, that that give a big impact. Um, this can be a pioneer project for 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 the future, where we Wisma Putra not uh, only collaborate with MINDEF but also with other agencies depending on on the issue in the future. Our final question is for both Mr. Anwar and Mrs. Nubaiti. Any moments that you find interesting during the visit that you would like to share with the listeners? Perhaps Mr. Anwar can go first. Thank you very much, Aida. I think the last question would be my favourite question because I would like to express here that uh, Lebanon is a very beautiful country. Perhaps before this, we knew Lebanon due to 
some of the conflicts and war. But our visit uh, there last year was an eye-opener for us that Lebanon is a very beautiful country. The food was great. The people was very warm. And the places are very gorgeous and pristine. And I, I have some list of uh, places that we visited uh, that I think I cannot forget until now. Of course, number one is Tanurin. Uh, it's a cedar tree uh, a forest, a reserve forest. And as you are aware, cedar, the tree, is the uh, official emblem for the uh, Lebanese uh, flag. You can see it in, in the middle of the Lebanese flag. So we visited the place and I think I would like to take this opportunity for any Malaysians to also come to this place. And they have uh, their own Instagram as, as well. And also, uh, in terms of uh, our visit uh, to uh, campsites uh, for refugees, uh, for the Syrian and Palestine, uh, I would like to share here that even though that Leb Lebanon itself is a used to be a um, conflict-ridden countries before this, but there are countries that um, harbor uh, Syrian and Palestinian Palestinian refugees uh, for quite so long, and it has been a part of the Lebanese community. So I'm telling you that even though that Lebanon is uh, like that, but the people are very warm welcoming, especially to these uh, refugees. And me, myself, uh, that was my first time going inside a uh, refugee camp uh, for the Syrian people and for the Palestinian people. And it was, I think, one of the most uh, memorable moments for me. And I will not forget that because before this, we only hear, we only read and we only watch it from social media, the situation. But when you were there and you saw it by yourself, it's totally different. And of course, uh, number three is the historical places in Betrun. Uh, Betrun is located, I think, uh, around two hours to the... I mean, two hours from Beirut. And the history there was uh, very old. And it dated back even older than the Byzantium or Roman uh, Empire time. Their history are very rich. So these three are most uh, memorable moments uh, for me. So perhaps Ponerbaiti. We went to Palestinian refugee camp and that was one of the most memorable experience that I ever had. I'm so touched. And um, we also went to Tripoli uh, for uh, coverage on uh, hospital and public school. And that was also one of the best experience that I ever had. Uh, it, is, it, was, it is located in the southern part of, uh, the, located in the northern part of Lebanon. And um, <clears throat> another experience uh, to me was um, staying in a military camp, even for a few days. But uh, what an experience. But overall, what I can see is that uh, the country truly offers something for everyone's days. It was so beautiful and memorable. Thank you, Mr. Anwar and Mrs. Nubaiti for the wonderful insights of your visit to Lebanon. 
We truly appreciate your time with us today. And this concludes this episode of IDFR's Diplomatic Dispatch. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in this episode. Tune in for more episodes of the IDFR podcast, Diplomatic Dispatch. Thank you for listening.